Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Living Well with Janet, where we explore different health and wellness topics to enrich our ever-evolving personal practices. I'm your host, Janet. Some healthy habits are more challenging to adopt than others. Eating your veggies, exercising regularly, maintaining a consistent sleep routine, These all may take a little bit of convincing and extra effort. But what if I told you that some more enjoyable activities, like having sex regularly, is also critical to your health? Here with me to talk about sex for health is Anna Lee, co-founder of Lioness, the women-led sexual health startup that built the world's first and only smart vibrator and app that lets you see and improve your orgasms. Anna was also a guest on the Asian Boss Girl podcast last year. You can check out episode 144, Let's Talk Orgasms, with Lioness co-founder Anna Lee to learn more about her very unique story and all the interesting work she and her company are doing in sexual health. Before we get started with our conversation with Anna, I'd like to share some interesting facts that I dug up about sex and health benefits. Firstly, did you know that having sex regularly benefits your immune system? According to Yvonne K. Fulbright, Ph.D., a sexual health expert, sexually active people take fewer sick days. And this is because sex gives you higher levels of what defends your body against germs, viruses, and other intruders. Did you know that sex is also good for your heart? Not just emotionally, but physically. Sex helps to keep your estrogen and testosterone levels in balance, which is important because having low levels of these hormones can lead to osteoporosis and heart disease. Additionally, sex lessens pain. According to Barry R. Komisarek, Ph.D., a distinguished service professor at Rutgers, the State University of New Jersey, vaginal stimulation, even without orgasm, can block chronic back and leg pain. Huh, I did not know that. So that's really interesting to me. If you're someone who tends to get pretty painful period cramps, maybe try upping your masturbation routine, since the dopamine, oxytocin, and serotonin your body produces during masturbation can put up a good fight against period cramps. Sex also burns about 5 calories per minute. 
Not only does it increase your heart rate for cardiovascular health, but it also uses various muscles. So, you know, there's a little bit of strength building in there. And next, did you know that regular sex actually also improves a woman's bladder control? About 30% of women will experience incontinence at some point in their lives, meaning leaking urine by accident. Good sex is like a workout for your pelvic floor muscles, and a strong pelvic floor helps to avoid incontinence. Additionally, when you orgasm, the contractions in your muscles help to strengthen your pelvic floor. This diamond-shaped group of internal muscles that make up your pelvic floor work together to support our pelvic organs. This includes the vagina, uterus, bladder, and bowels. So if the pelvic floor muscles are weak, these organs can literally fall out of place, known as prolapse. Weak pelvic floor muscles are also associated with lower back and pelvic floor pain and constipation. So for all those reasons, you'd like a strong pelvic floor and regular sex helps you get there. Next, regular sex also boosts your libido. So if you are someone who tends to struggle with a low sex drive, or maybe you're in a situation where you have a moderate sex drive and your partner has a very high sex drive, did you know that you can actually increase your libido or sex drive by having more sex? For women, increased regularity of sex increases your vaginal lubrication, blood flow, and elasticity, all of which help make sex feel better and help you to crave it more. In fact, sex can also improve fertility and potentially protect you against endometriosis or the growing of tissue outside of your uterus. Now, we're hearing all of these amazing physical benefits to having sex regularly or masturbating regularly. I also wanted to share that there are mental health benefits. Regular sex can also ease stress. Studies have found that being close to your partner can soothe stress and anxiety. Additionally, touching and hugging, whether that's with a partner or even by yourself, can release your body's natural feel-good hormone. And lastly, sexual arousal releases a brain chemical that increases your brain's pleasure and reward system. So for all these reasons and more, there are a lot of health benefits to regular sex and or masturbation. Now, let's get into our conversation with Anna Lee. So I'd love to welcome Anna Lee. Welcome back to the Asian Boss Girl feed and to um, the new mini show, Living Well with Janet. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> yes, thank you for having me. It's nice to see you again. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Anna has been traveling around and doing a lot of um, amazing speaking events. And I know that there's a lot that's happened in your work over the past year since we last spoke. But one of the things that I really loved about the work that you do and that you talked about was that um, you and your company and your team, you guys gather a lot of data, actually the largest data set, I believe, of female physiology during arousal and orgasm. And I was just wondering, like, since we last chatted, if there were any kind of like new developments or, you know, maybe some um, some things that you found very powerful that you've learned recently about uh, masturbation, whether that's like, uh, you know, focused on technique or a fact or a tip, um, anything in that realm. Oh, that's a good question. So um, I would say the biggest thing that we just recently published was with Dr. Jim Faust in the Journal of Sexual Medicine. So uh, we just published an abstract. We studied 54 women who participated in the study where they used the Linus vibrator. Um, so one, it validated that the Linus is absolutely capturing an orgasm, just like in a research facility, how they would do it. But I think on top of that, the biggest thing that 
people have really gravitated towards was the fact that we have um, confirmed orgasm patterns. So every person during an orgasm, uh, what we're measuring is pelvic floor contractions. So how the vagina or anal muscles squeeze and relax involuntarily. Uh, it's a really good indicator for arousal and orgasms. And we found that there's three patterns that could happen during an orgasm, which we call the ocean wave, the avalanche, and the volcano. The ocean wave being a very rhythmic uh, pulsing and then the avalanche starting very high in force, but then it pulses but goes down in force over time. And then the volcano being like a huge explosion of force. And um, so I think that's been the most exciting thing that like we've really just uh, been able to publish, which has been a huge part of the efforts that we're trying to do, um, just getting as much research out there as possible. So I think that's kind of like the biggest one of like hoping people can maybe identify to one of the three patterns or maybe they have a unique pattern that happens and getting people kind of like exploring in that and feeling like, oh, I wonder what my pattern is. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think that like masturbation can be a very contentious topic or it can be a little taboo. And if you're someone who maybe um, is like, experiencing like maybe you're someone who doesn't really enjoy your sessions or finds it kind of foreign I think any type of way where you can like identify patterns or relate to another group of people who have a similarity with you in that experience can make it a lot less intimidating yes um, so I love that you and your team have that finding and I'm wondering is there anything in your research that you found about maybe the average amount of times that a woman masturbates in a week and also maybe like what is the length of time of an average masturbation session yeah, you know, I think the funniest thing is the question we get the most often, aside from am I normal, these are things are happening, is this normal? I think the other thing is people always want to know where they land in the range of averages of everyone else. Because I think it goes back to the question of like, am I in the normal, quote unquote, normal range? Right. right. Um, and I would say like, so we do have averages, but I, uh, so, and I will say like, so the length of an average masturbation session using our Linus is about six minutes and 40 seconds. Mm. Um, but the cool thing about this fact is that the ranges that we've seen is anywhere from like 10 seconds to four hours and six, I think 4.64 hours. So it's wow. just such a broad range. And so we yeah, always yeah. tell people like, I think the beauty of what we've seen in our data and the averages we've seen is like an average is an average but at the same time you just see such broad ranges of people yeah, yeah. exploring in different ways and so like even the average amount of times uh, like how many times does someone masturbate in a week I think it goes from anywhere from like one to maybe it averages to like point something to anything from to that to like 20 or 30 so yeah it just totally depends on the person I think that's kind of the exciting part because I always tell people like it's all ranges like I think whatever yeah. works for you is what's working for you yeah and is there anything about like how many times a week on average women masturbate Mm, like how many times a week? I think so it will boil down to about twice a week. But I mean, for me too, like some weeks I'll go like every single day or like sometimes yeah. twice a day, depending on how much free time I have. Yeah, <laughs> what so your schedule allows. Yeah. What my schedule allows. And sometimes, so I think it's also a broad range, but probably boils down to about twice a week. Okay. Um, and then also to note, like I think uh, for, but for partnered sex, there has been research done in the previous that's been published that um, the average like golden time for like 
how long you should be having partnered sex is about 30 to 60 minutes. And this is including penetrative sex, but also including like the foreplay and all of that too. But um, so yeah, even that for masturbation is such a broad different range too. Yeah, yeah, that is really interesting. I think it's helpful for people to have an anchoring of like some sort of average, but then to have peace of mind to know like if you have a different range and even one person, depending on the week it is or the period in your life, you might have shifts and changes. Totally. Um, so yeah, but something good to note is um, that if you know the average time is six and a half minutes that is very easily like a coffee break or like yeah. <laughs> or like a bathroom break so um you know especially with like the, the the focus of this episode is i really want to share um some of the maybe lesser known like health benefits of masturbation and of sex and so it's good to know in today's you know day and in the periods of our lives where things can get busy that you have it's possible to gain a lot of these benefits in not very much time so, yeah, I did a bit of research and I learned that some of the health benefits to sex and masturbation, and particularly when you orgasm, include one, blocking pain. I didn't know this, but orgasms actually release a hormone that helps raise your pain threshold. Um, and number two, orgasming also helps uh, with healthier skin and nail production. Uh, so because orgasms increase your body's estrogen levels, which are known to help with healthier looking skin and hair. And that's according to the Journal of Sexual Medicine. Um, and a third interesting fact that I found is that um, it actually improves sleep as well. Because norepinephrine and serotonin, which are released during orgasm, help your body get into your REM cycles better, which makes your rest more restful. Uh, So based off of this, I'm wondering if you have any tips for achieving orgasm with a partner, either with or without a vibrator. Oh, okay. So I think some tips... I honestly, I think the tips that I usually tell people, it goes all the way back to kind of like step one is definitely understanding like what works for you and what doesn't work for you and what things make you feel good. I think it goes beyond sexual good. I just mean Mm. like feel good about your body. And I think number one thing is feeling safe in your own body. Mm. And so a lot of times I think when we talk about like, how do I get to an orgasm? There's like a, it feels like we're half trying to achieve a goal with a partner and things like that. But I think it goes back to, well, what makes you feel safe and comfortable to even feel aroused in your own body? It's things like taking a bath. Mm. Is it like feeling like you've had a really good day or being able to decompress for the day? So I think it's little things like that. I always tell people is the first steps to really feeling in touch with your own body. And then I think it goes into things like, well, what are things that could turn you on? Is there videos that turn you on? Some audio? Is it imagination? Is it books? Like, All these things that kind of get your, I think, arousal stimulated, I think is like Mm. a great place. And then I think people will say this over and over again, but I can't help emphasize it enough is communication is such a huge thing. And Mm. I think um, that you can definitely make it fun, like being like, oh, what are some things that turn you on and being able to talk to your partner about that? Um, So it's definitely like figuring out ways to feel sexy Mm. and having those conversations and not having to feel shame around it. So I would say the number one thing that'll make you best to an orgasm, if you have, if you're a person with a vulva and has a clitoris, obviously the clitoris is amazing, but also I think it's things like communication and just feeling good about your own body. 
Mm, yeah, that is a great tip. I think I think it definitely comes down to so much of sex is like mental as well. And so being able to achieve a good state of mind is just as important as any like tips for physical stimulation. Yes. Um, how about so that's like that's great to know about kind of communication and feeling good in your body with a partner. But if you're by yourself and you're masturbating, do you have any tips for women in terms of achieving orgasm? Mm, so I would say, I mean, I can say like what I think works for me, but also mm. I think it goes into things that kind of stimulate your arousal. So and I think the reason why people need 30 to 60 minutes of like the golden time with partnered sex, but I think it's general to make sure that you're aroused. So if we're talking about people with vulvas, especially when we talk about the clitoris, the clitoris, what we see that's visible is just the clitoris glands. And the clitoris is actually an entire internal structure as well. And it engorges just like a penis would during um, arousal. And so mm. the huge, the huge, huge point I would make is like, finding ways to be aroused to get that clitoris as engorged as possible in some way. Engorge is not a sexy word, is it? (laughs) (laughs) But um, so I think it's finding ways to stimulate whether it's, you know, putting vibration onto the clitoris directly. Some people find that too intense. So putting it around Mm -hmm. the clitoris or like near but not directly on top. But I think it's finding the sensation that makes that basically the clitoris as engorged as possible. Um, Mm -hmm. So I would say that's kind of your biggest one. And then... um, Whether it's toys or anything, like figuring out what stimulation feels good. Like some people really like the kind of like the tongue flicking stimulation or whether it's Mm -hmm. like a suction stimulation. Um, Some people like a kind of like a circular motion by the fingers or whatever the case may be. I think it's figuring out what that sensation feels good and then feel free to like explore as much as possible. Um, And then I think my last thing is to make sure like, an orgasm is nice and it's something we fun to talk about. And obviously we talk about it a lot at our company as well. But I think the big thing is, you know, the orgasm is not the end goal and it doesn't have to yeah. feel like a pressured thing of like, this is me succeeding or not. Sometimes it could just be like you're just feeling good and like having masturbation right. that's stimulating and just making you put it kind of it's like almost a meditation in some ways so yeah, um, yeah so yeah I think it's definitely not putting too much pressure on yourself as well yeah that's a really good point is like figuring out kind of like what are the which of the three types of orgasm patterns that you might have also knowing which of the you know types of stimulation do um work better for you and maybe the type that works better for you on yourself uh versus with a partner could be different so i think that's a great tip is and a great way to kind of explain to some of our listeners some of those different types of styles of stimulation yeah and i think the other thing is like sex a lot of sex therapists will also say like oh you know keeping a sex journal is really great I mean, Mm. I'm going to be honest to myself, too. Like, I don't always, like, masturbate or have sex, and then I I don't turn around and, like, dear diary. Like, the things that have worked for me, and these are the things that didn't. But I would say if you can take the time every now and then to feel mindful of, like, well, these are the things that like really turned me on at this point, or these are yeah. the things that worked or like, oh, I'm, I might not be able to really get into the mood because I'm distracted by this thing or this thing is stressing me out. Like, I actually like to take those moments of being like, oh, this really stressed me out. And I think I'm really stressed. Mm. And I think it's maybe affecting me being able to feel pleasurable with my own body. And I think right. that's kind of a nice like um, touch point as well, like kind of being mindful of your own pleasure as well. 
Right, right. Okay, yeah, that's a great tip is the same way that you journal to um, become more self-aware of your emotions and your thought patterns, being able to journal so that you become more aware of your arousal patterns or um, what helps you in terms of increasing intimacy and, um, and stimulation. Very good tips. Yes, yes. Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swathers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swathers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swathers absorbs wetness better than a leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With free and gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So back to um, using vibrators with partners during partnered sex. Is there any information that you've learned on maybe um, popular ways that women will use vibrators during sex with a partner? So we know that, you know, one possibility is using um, or using the vibrator for external clitoral stimulation during penetration with your partner. Um, or maybe it's using it vaginally and your partner is, you know, uh, performing anal sex. Or is there anything you found that's like interesting in terms of how people use vibrators and partnered sex? Mm, I would say, honestly, again, it goes into like all ranges of how people use it. But I would say most commonly people use like a clitoral simulator while if it's a if it's a uh, like penis in vagina sex, it's basically like using a clitoral stimulator while the other person is penetrating mm. vaginally. And so that's kind of the most common one we've seen um, people will do so that they get that stimulation in the clitoris. Mm-hmm. Also, the interesting thing that I love to see is actually people even going into sex toy shops or like online by themselves, like together. Yeah. And then actually like looking through different toys and mm. having a discussion of like, oh, I want to try this or like putting things on wish lists together I think that's even like a really sensual and kind of lighthearted way to like explore and have conversations of like like even you know I think even the conversation of let's say even like anal sex Mm -hmm. and being able to see the butt plugs and being like oh like that looks too scary like having that kind of lighthearted conversation around it so I think even beyond the in the bedroom and all like using a toy, I think the cool thing is seeing couples do like sh- go online together, yeah. looking at toys or going into a, st- a shop. And I think that's been really cool to see. Um, 
we definitely have people that use it and including myself have used it like as double penetration mm -hmm. toys. So having one toy inserted, whether vaginally, anally, and then having a penetrative sex on the opposite mm. hole. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the eloquent way of saying it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because for people uh, yeah, to totally. know that there are, you know, multiple holes down there. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> that you can stimulate, yeah. Yes, and there's definitely toys or even just vibration toys that can be used for like nipple play or mm. a person using the toy onto you or you using the toy onto a person. Yeah. I think there's so many broad ranges of like what you can try. And I think it's much up to imagination as long as both people are down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that you make a good point of like all the different varieties and not being afraid of that. Because I think it can be easy for someone to be like, oh, well, like, you know, I usually don't like this stuff. But you also don't know how your body might change. Because like for me personally, I used to not feel a lot of sensation on my nipples. But I've noticed mm -hmm. that only in the last like year or two, that's changed for me. And now that like stimulation becomes like more of an arousal point. Um, so I love, yeah, I love like encouraging people to kind of like continue exploring. Like once you find your thing, it doesn't mean that it's going to stay your thing forever, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. My, I feel like my sexual preferences, like all things have changed, changed. over the years. And yeah. I think that's why for sometimes I'm like, oh, something I said six years ago, maybe not relevant now. Yeah. But yeah. also just like the curiosity to explore and maybe re-explore things that I was like, oh, I'm not really into. But maybe now I'm like oh, I might be down to try it or yeah. it might be a different partner that makes you um, open to trying those things or right, like works right. with that person. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. It could differ from partner to partner as well. Yes. Um, so Anna, are there any uh, toys or vibrators or resources beyond Lioness, which Lioness is amazing and I would definitely encourage <laughs> our users to go and check it out. Um, but I guess just within the world of like sex shops, sex toys, vibrators, or even like social media accounts that you follow or whatever it is, are there any things that mm. um, you particularly enjoy and you'd like to like recommend to people? Oh, okay. So I would say this is one of those things I always had kind of my suite of toys, especially that I've been like, yes, these are the ones yeah. that I highly recommend, not even sponsored in any shape or form. But nowadays, it's actually changed for me as well. But mm -hmm. I, I'll kind of go through some of them yeah. is I always um, love telling people about the it's called the Enjoy, like the letter N joy. Um, there's other brands that do it but it's like a stainless steel wand that looks like almost a c-shape and that's the one that if anyone had ever been curious about squirting that one's the one that like helped me figure it out was, oh. it has no vibration it's just the way that it's shaped is like a really like bulbous letter oh, c yeah, yeah and because it like curves enough to be able to hit where your skein's glands are and your g-spot area like i think that's kind of the toy that really made me figure out squirting yeah and I think that's like a really big one that people always ask me about squirting stuff so that's kind of like my go-to yeah it's cool that that's um, like also not it's uh not battery operated it's just like yes analog it's really right? pretty. <laughs> it looks really oh. it's analog it's very pretty yeah um and then I think there's another one called Jeju is a bullet and I just really like the motor on it it's really rumbly mm. and it's like a deep vibration so I found that helps me stimulate like the entire clitoris because mm. um, it kind of vibrate the vibration kind of goes through and that's a bullet vibrator so if you're looking for something that's non-inserted and then um so those are my kind of like two that I've always told people but nowadays actually I've been like exploring things like uh, massage oils oh, like that's when I kind of yeah. like 
I think you need some more like the sensual stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because there's also um, like scent involved and there's texture yes. and touch and yeah. Touch. Yeah. And like the the texture of the oils, mm. like which ones are too slippery, which ones are like. Mm. And so I've been kind of getting into the massage oils. Um and then uh, glass dildos and like glass butt plugs, they're super gorgeous. And there's yeah. something very sensual about when it's like really pretty mm. and it's the texture of it. It's like a cold to the touch. I don't know. It's, there's something very cool and a lot and they're all handcrafted, oh, which wow. makes it kind of an extra element of fun. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think those two nowadays I've been like, oh, I'm kind of like exploring this world of different sensations because otherwise I've been such a vibrator power girl right right um yeah so aside from the Linus I think those two and then if I can shamelessly plug uh we just made a couples card game uh it's like a sexy couples card game it was made by us as a team uh who, who are three sex educators and then a card game company so um there's different levels of prompts that will ask you questions as simple as like what is your favorite comfort meal to ask your partner and then also things like oh wearing costumes during sex would turn me on like asking those questions and then there's fun prompts like uh grind your partner's name on their hips uh like put on your partner so it goes into full levels and I think that's really fun um to play with like partners and like get to know them in a fun but intimate way yeah, uh, yeah. and kind of removes like me being like let me t- ask you 10 questions yeah, yeah. <laughs> and instead puts in yeah I love LA. that yes I love I love that that um because yeah I think as much as we want to encourage people to have conversations around it it's always intimidating to have like serious conversations yes. with your partner about anything like there is a level of weight to it so if you can do it in the form of a game and you have guided questions that is super helpful I'm definitely going to check that out <laughs> that's good yes yes I definitely still sometimes blush from time to time. <laughs> you know when you're just like asking it's still like a hard topic sometimes yeah, yeah so it's hopefully a nice way to like break the ice yeah, yeah. Where can our listeners find either the card game or Lioness um, and then also you online? Yeah, so um, all of our stuff for Linus and the card game will be on Linus.io. And then all our social media is Linus Health. So Linus, like a female lion. And then you can find me on Instagram at Anna is Average. And my TikTok is Anna the Average if you want like fun sex research topics that I've learned that I'm just trying to share with the world without TikTok trying to ban me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anna has some great like educational and very consumable um, and very like approachable content on sex. So I definitely recommend giving her a follow. Um, thank, you. thank you so much, Anna, for being here with me today and having this conversation. I think it will benefit a lot of a lot of listeners. And I know for myself, um, I've learned a lot and I have some things for homework that I'm going to go check out after this. Yay! I'm excited. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for listening to this episode of Living Well with Janet. If you're interested in checking out the Lioness Vibrator, their new card game, or just learning more, they have free sex guides focused on popular questions and topics on their website. You can visit lioness.io. We'll also link some of the toys and products Anna mentioned in this episode, along with resources on the health benefits of sex in our show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you would leave a cherry emoji in the comments of our IG post. Once again, this is your host, Janet, and this has been Living Well with Janet. 
I can also be found on Asian Boss Girl, the podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman with my good friends Helen and Mel, who are also hosting their own shows, which you can catch on the same feed, new episodes every Tuesday. You can follow ABG on Instagram at Asian Boss Girl and me, Janet, at Janet W. That's Janet, the word double, and the letter U. 